Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry? Who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. I am so excited to have my course, She Nets Worth, be available and ready for you when the time comes. So I wish when I went independent almost eight years ago that I had a roadmap, I had a framework, I had systems, and I had a benchmark for knowing where things needed to be and what I needed to be doing. And for that reason, um, and the journey that I took to get here and to find a way to be able to operate my salon studio business in a way that allows me to have a life. I'm so passionate about sharing what I've done to be able to do that. And so She Nets Worth, my signature course, is is me bottling up everything that I do behind the chair, everything I do behind the scenes in my business to allow me to have kind of basically the life of my dreams. So please, if you are someone who has gone independent and is, feels like they can't, they're just treading water, or if you're someone who is wanting to go independent or not even sure if it's the right thing for you, all of these questions will be answered. And it is such a personal journey, but I promise you that you will get gain clarity, systems, and processes, and just your stress level and your uncertainty will just dissipate because the course is designed for you. It's me, me of yesteryear. So join me there. She Nets Worth is at my website, wavemaking.com backslash course. Hey guys, so pardon my scratchy voice. It's uh, 5.30 a.m. here in Chicago when I'm recording this, but I woke up today and I was like, I gotta do this episode. It's It's my birthday week and... I don't know if it was last year or the year before that I did a surprise birthday episode, but this is just that. So this week I had to go to the DMV. Some of you followed along on that. It was it was an experience, but the part of the whole thing that I haven't shared is five years ago, almost to the date, what I was on my way to the DMV, and that is actually when my business partnership started to crumble. Like it was like the beginning of the end. It was like, oh my gosh, a text message came through and it was like, okay, what does this mean? And um, I wanted to share that with you guys because while I was at the DMV five years later, you know, which would have like, so five years ago, it was the week of my 30th birthday. And I don't know if you're like me, but I had, I had big expectations for turning 30 and when I turned 30, it was kind of, you know, you hear people talk about this, like, you know, like you think when you turn 30, like, I don't know, for me, I wasn't someone who was like, I need to have kids by a certain age. I don't have any, you know, I I wasn't someone who had my life needing to be a certain place, but my career, my finances, like that was my whole identity was just my work. And so by 30, I felt like I wanted that to all be locked in. And it was crazy to me uh, looking back and even then that like the week that I, I'm not someone who puts a lot of pressure on dates and things like that. Um, but that was one time in my life where I felt like, oh man, this is so disappointing because 
I, I, it felt like in conjunction with the birthday, like, well, now if I'm going to, you know, the way I looked at it, I was like, if I have to start over again, like, like I, I got, I thought at 30, my life would be on super solid foundation. And, you know, up until the week of my 30th birthday, like I was under the impression it was, and, um, it wasn't. And, uh, no part of my life was on solid foundation. And that would be something I would come to find out in the next six months, uh, that it was not, most of my life wasn't what I thought it was. And, um, what started out as this like really sad week of my 30th birthday turned into being the catalyst for the next five years. And I remember being at the DMV because I have the shittiest picture in the world. And I thought, you know, this is ideal because it really, it really is a snapshot of like who I was at the time. It, I, how, like how little I was taking care of myself. Like I had like ombre hair, even though like I, it was like five years ago, ombre was still like pretty subtle, but in the picture of the DMV with, and I wore my glasses cause I didn't know I didn't have to in the picture. And it was like, you know what? I'm so glad that I was on my way to the DMV just to document like if that person wanted to say things were going great, like I know the DMV doesn't do you any favors, but beyond that, I wasn't in a super awesome spot. And that DMV picture documents that day. And just to take you back a little bit to the mindset and the thought process and like what was coming up for me five years ago almost to the day was I had wanted to have a 30th birthday. And some people maybe have heard me talk about um, saying like, oh, like I wanted, you know, like, you know, I wanted to like have the kind of friendships and in the last five years, I feel like that's what I've been cultivating. But at my 30th birthday, I didn't really have anyone to invite. And I, and I had decided like, okay, I want to do it at this cool restaurant in Chicago. And they have this party room that like you can kind of rent out. And I was like, okay, great. Who will I invite? It was like, okay, my business partner, her boyfriend, my sister, her husband, uh, or fiance, my husband, and my mom's in town. Like, no shit, I had no one else to invite. And then when the week started and I was like, well, fuck, I'm down two invites, you know, because I mean, I'm not going to invite you to my party if you don't want to be my partner. And so now I'm down to my sister, her husband, my mom, and my husband. And it was fine. Like they're wonderful people, but it, I remember just again, being like forcing and being like, I want to have this party and I want to be like in this spot and, and, you know, being there and enjoying them, but, but realizing like, this can't be all that there is. Like I, I need to have friendships and, and I really truly didn't. And I feel like that week is one of the most impactful weeks of my whole life because it was like, it was this catalyst. It was the beginning of just really starting to look at myself because previous to that, like, I don't know, I feel like I was the kind of person who was like, I'm doing everything right. Find someone who works harder than me. I am who I am type of thing. But like, I literally had a life that left no room for friendships, no energy for friendships, no uh, just who, I don't know who would want to be my friend. You know what I mean? I, I didn't like, there wasn't, there wasn't much to give. And, uh, because I was overextended 
in, in my partnership, overextended in my work behind the chair, overextended in my marriage, overextended with all of these people and not really getting much back and having it take so much of like my life force energy that I didn't get to have the life I wanted to have. And so this week, while I was at the DMV in the line um, with the speaker, I don't know if anyone saw that on on Instagram, that was singing Waymaker, um, which is a Christian song. It was like, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. And it was like a very loud speaker. And I was like, well, this is, this feels like it is like part of my healing journey. And um, I sat in this line for two and a half hours and I was listening to Oprah's podcast because she's she gets it. I know you have your feelings about her, but I just thought, holy shit, what a difference five years can make. And I thought it'd be cool just to release this on my birth on my 35th birthday, um, just to share with you what what a little bit of intentionality. I'm getting choked up. Um, but like what a difference five years can make. And, you know, none, none of the changes in my life happened overnight, you know? Um, but it's pretty cool to be at like the DMV and be like, oh my gosh, like I had to find a day to come here where my, where my child has childcare and like, I have a kid and, um, last year I decided, you know, you know, that's like four years in to be like, I'm going to start having birthday parties. And, um, and I had like the funnest, I don't know if that's a word, um, the most fun yoga birthday party in the middle of the pandemic. And I, I was able to invite 10 people. Um, and so this year I'm able to invite a few more. Um, and it was like, last year at this yoga birthday party, I was like looking around and like all of these friendships that I've cultivated and um, really created space for, because, you know, you have to like, you can want these friendships, but like if you have a life that doesn't actually leave any space to invest in other people and have that, and also finding friends that are reciprocal. Um, So that, so last year it was the coolest thing. Um, it was hot as blaze. I didn't anticipate that. And I um, I had these 10 girls, no sunscreen, just burning their asses off. And so my friend and yoga instructor, Beth, was like, why don't we go in your garage and like stand in a circle? And each person um, said what they loved about me. And it was so cool because I was like, oh my gosh, like, None of these people, and I, I, I did say to them, like, oh, my gosh, like, I dreamed of having these kinds of friends to be able to have this kind of get-together. Um, but I don't know that people really know that, like, you know, like, you know, four years before that, like, I didn't have anyone to invite. And, like, I had a lot of acquaintances. I could have invited, like, a 350 hair color clients. You know what I mean? Like, I could have had a, I could have got a banquet hall, but I would have, but it wouldn't have been, like, my friend friends, you know, Uh, because I didn't have those. So it's pretty cool. Um, This year I'm doing it again. And um, I I feel like it it makes me feel a little extra, like, oh my gosh, like 
it's my birthday. And people are like, are you excited for your birthday? I'm like, well, you know, I am, but I'm more excited to get together with everyone. And I think that, you know, for me, for years, I would have been like, what kind of narcissist plans a yoga birthday party? And it's like, I'm having a birthday. But I got over that. And I'm like, no, I just, I, I, I'm, my life is moving forward and it's moving on. And like, I can make it a fun celebration or I can like be like, oh, I don't need anything. I don't have any needs. I don't need to do that. So um, I just like think it's so cool to be able to look back. And there's something about the five years um, and just being able to appreciate all that's transpired, all the little changes. And, you know, I mean, like in five years, there's been, you know, like, like it's a roller coaster, right? It's like it dips and it goes high and it's like, okay, I have the employees and I'm like going to do the commissions line. And then it's like dips again. It's like, fuck, it's just me again. And then it's like goes up and it's like, it's going well. And then it goes back down and you're like, okay, I'm in that valley again. And then it goes back up and you're like, oh my God, I found the perfect setup. Like these amazing renters and like, oh my gosh. And then I'm, oh man, I'm having a baby. It goes up higher. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm moving into my dream house. Okay. And then it's like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, and then like the pandemic happens and it kind of goes down again, but then it's like, it comes back up. And, you know, I feel like it's one of those things where like, if you zoom out, you've been kind of on this solid trajectory forward, but even in like up and up, but when you're too close to it, you're going to have dips. You're going to have moments where it's like, it's down and it's up and it's down. But like, if you zoom back out, the, the trajectory is still on the, on the incline. And I feel like the last five years of my life has really been that. And really, um, it's been, uh, the most worthwhile work that I've done in my whole life is, is frankly in the last five years. And I think it's been taking a ton of responsibility for my part in relationships, my, my part. And, you know, in taking my responsibility, others sometimes let you take all the responsibility. And you know what? That's great because I get to move on with my life and, you you taking zero accountability doesn't really set you up on solid ground, you know, good luck. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a pretty, um, you know, sentimental place to be. And, you know, as I was at the DMV and I was like also getting to be around people and like people with all walks of life, I couldn't help but be like, I'm so fucking blessed. Like, I'm so lucky. I'm so... I'm, I've been given so much in this world. And um, I don't know. I feel like we can all sit there and say like, oh, the, something bad happened to me or, you know, like I didn't deserve what happened. And it's like, or you could look at the the other side of it. And, and, and you know, I love this. I heard in a podcast recently, it said, um, it doesn't really matter if your glass is half full or half empty. Just like zoom out and see that there's a fucking pitcher next to you. And I think that there's like this, this gentleman was saying like, there's always a pitcher and so many people like perseverate over like, oh, my glass is half empty. My glass is half full. Instead of realizing that there's an entire fucking pitcher that you can pour into your whatever glass. And I would say like that, that is a perfect analogy for what I feel like I've filled my life with. Right. So it's like, okay, so like there's a picture of those friendships. There's a picture of the the career, there's a picture like in, in it, like filled up in it was all of the things I wanted, but I was too busy looking at my glass like that was half empty or half full or whatever, because who fucking cares to be like, oh my gosh, like if it's not what you want. And that's when I slowly started to like 
whether I knew it or not, pick up the pitcher and start pouring the friendships in, start pouring the career and life in, start pouring the self-worth in, start pouring in all of the things that make a whole beautiful life. Because, you know, another like thing I really feel like has been a change is like living in integrity with myself. And, you know, I read a book recently, The Way of Integrity by um, Martha Beck, and she talks about how integrity, the word itself means wholeness. And when you think of integrity as wholeness, it's like, right, that's so simple. Like, so in those moments where we're saying we can stay for that person, and I even did it the other day, and I was like, fuck, I did it again. And so I just quick sent an email like, hey, I said I could do 333. Three's my latest. And no problem, I'm going to move it up. Um, you know, and like, I have these moments where it's like, oh, I split from integrity. And she talks about this in her book, where we get an internal split. And that really the goal is to just have and to like, because when we, when we make a split, we see it in our health, we see it in our personal lives, we see it in our careers, we see it in our relationships. And, you know, if I go all the way back to the beginning of the story of my life, you know, there was a point in time where I started splitting in my childhood from what I, what was true for me and what I felt the world needed or what my parents needed or what I needed to be doing. And from that place, I lived a life that like, I wasn't always doing what was best for me. And that, that trickled into every relationship and really, you know, taking total responsibility. It's not anyone's fault. It's mine. Like no one, no one knows that if I'm saying that works for me and it doesn't, well, that's who, no, that's not someone else's fault. It's not my business partner's fault. It's not my husband's fault. It's not my client's fault. It's on me. And so like the whole thing of like living in integrity and like, you know, just like really having, being the same person, no matter where you're at, but also, you know, having it honor you and that's on you. So I feel like that has been a huge part of the last five years is that radical responsibility for my part in things and uh, realizing like that the friendships that I wanted, they were all just right. They were all around me. You know what I mean? Like I have a friend that I met through a running friend who's a hairstylist, Dawn. And uh, I didn't, I didn't have, I met her years ago, but wasn't in a position to really cultivate a friendship. And all these years later, she came to a class at my salon. And, you know, like in the last couple of years, it's like, oh my God, she is a great friend. You know, I ask her mom questions, things like that. But like, I, she was in my sphere and I wasn't even, it wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have, didn't have the space, didn't have the, just anything to, to, to put into that. And, um, that would, I would say that was in the picture. And that was like, so I think like, it's really cool when you start to get clear of what you want, like, and that's, you know, coming full circle. Like I knew at that, at 30 years old that I was like, I don't want it to be like this. I don't want to not have anyone to invite to something. Like I know if I have a funeral, I feel like the entire town, I do their hair. So they'll all come. So that's, that's nice. Like that, there'll be like a procession, the whole fucking nine, but like, I'll be dead. And so really just being like, I want to like live a life of integrity, of fullness, of wholeness. And then starting to like, let that in by letting go of all that wasn't really for me. And, uh, it's, it's a journey. It didn't happen overnight. 
like it didn't. And um, it's pretty cool to be sitting here and be super reflective and appreciative. And um, yeah, I just feel grateful to Lindsay of yesteryear because it was a lot of like work to look at myself, to go through the things I went through, to be able to be here. And, you know, I think about this podcast and why I started it and what I wanted to share. Like I wouldn't have thought I would have been this vulnerable or shared as much as I do. But even like when I'm like having these thoughts and these feelings, it's like the first thing I want to do is get up and like podcast about it. And that's where it's like the podcast is like, you know, it's like it gives me so much. And, you know, people talk about like, oh, you know, it's okay. Like things that are for you are for other people. And I think that's a reframing of ours. Like, oh, it's if it's just for me, like that seems a little, little extra too, to like go and just talk for myself. But it's like, you know, in me sharing, it helps other people. So it's like, what's best for you is best for other people. And I think like just getting stuck in that, um, cog of being like, well, but like Sherry needs me to, or whoever. And it's like, Nah, sure, it'd be fine. You know, if you just do you and you think about your highest good and honoring the the the, the best in ever in, in the mass of, of the most people, of your most of your clientele it'll work for, then it's for your highest good and it's like most people will be okay with it, then then it's the direction to go in. And we have to like really release as much as we hold on. And that's something that in my life it's like think I was afraid of what would happen if I let go, afraid of what would shake out and who would actually leave and who would actually stay. But like at the end of the day, and finally just being like, things got bad enough that I was like, fuck it. I'm going to let you all go. Whoever remains, remains. It was the most freeing experience of my life. And people did fall away. But the people that stayed, you know, want to be there. And I mean that for everyone in your life. Um, so I want to sum this up and share with you like a little bit of like what in my day-to-day life changed. So, you know, who, what was my, you know, what did my day-to-day life look like five years ago? And what does my day-to-day life look like today? So I'm working behind the chair half the amount of time. I was thinking about that this week. It's like, okay, so I was like, okay, well, I was working four days, 10 hour days, and then staying after work, drinking a six pack. Um, so that would be, you know, we're going to say generously 10 hour days, but really we're talking probably 11 because of my drinking habits and, uh, just how I'd have to peel myself off that chair, shampoo bowl to be exact. And so 40, what are you going to say? 40 hours a week I was working and now I work between 18 and 20. I'm scheduled for 20 hours, but usually I'll have one opening a week and that's pretty sweet. You know, sometimes I don't have an opening. Sometimes I have two openings. And so I see between eight and 10 clients a week. And before I was seeing, fuck, I mean, I've probably seen at least eight people. Let me get my phone out here. I want to, I want to give you the numbers. I think it's impactful. We're going to say between 28 and 32 clients a week, down to between 8 to 10. I'm not making half the amount of money I was making because I've restructured my business. And um, yeah, that leaves me with four days of work, four days that I don't work. 
said that wrong. And that means I get to be with my daughter four days a week. It means that on my Mondays, I have a half day to myself that I can podcast. That means I can work on my course. I can go live with the Sheenette's Worth group. Um, I can hang out with a friend. I can go to the DMV four hours of my life. I'll never get back. But fuck, it was helpful because I got to sit with all that has come to be and to be the mindset and the thought process and where I am today versus where I was five years ago. And uh, some, some would even say it was the best afternoon spent of the week. And I thought about doing it on my actual birthday, but like that would have really fucked me up because, you know, I only have this aha mindset spirit because I've had a couple days to process being there. So, um, and I even said to the gentleman when the girl in front of me was like, I don't like how he took my picture. I'm like, lady, we've been here for a long time. Just take your picture and go. Like, can't be worse than my picture from five years ago. And then when I got up there, I said to him, I go, listen, it's only up from here. Look at my fucking picture. I said, I'm not going to give you a hard time. And he goes, It'll, it'll be better in color. And I was like, no, no, I feel great about it. Crazy eyes and all. I feel great about it because it's like, it's up. It's just like, again, back to that zooming out and seeing the trajectory slowly going up, you know, like it looks better, you know, it's not like it was. So um, my work back to that is like, I work less about half the time. What does that allow me to do? It frees me up to have friends. It frees me up to make content that inspires me and helps other hairstylists. It allows me to have uh, the relationship I want to have with my husband. It allows me to no longer think about work all of the time. I literally have four days off. And yeah, I make content on my days like when Birdie's taking a nap or something, but it's because I want to. And um, yeah, I feel like I've been able to, and you know, I talk about this in my course, She Nets Worth, like I've been able to streamline everything down to the point where it's like I offer three appointments, I offer three days a week, I have the online booking, like you're not going to get a better appointment time if you email me because everything's on there. And really just creating this, pro- like this very, uh, just a consumer ease when it comes to scheduling and setting up time with me and how it all works, it functions basically without me. So when I go in to do hair, I'm like refreshed, I'm recharged. I'm not worried about like, how am I going to pay my rent? Because I know, I know where everything goes. I have, I have spreadsheets, I have the processes, I have the systems. And what it allows for is like me to really be present wherever I am. And like, you know, when you pick a word of the year, my word this year was presence and wanting to be present. And um, yeah, I mean, with a lot of intentionality and like small little things that I do, I'm able to be wherever I'm at. And uh, that's, that's wholeness. That's living in integrity. That's the life I want to have. And I, I guess like my real reason for sharing with you, because, you know, it is a little vulnerable for me to share like my process of the last five years is to share with you that like so much can happen. And if you're in a place where you're like, I'm not where I want to be, or um, you're in that season I was in five years ago where you're just like lost and you're just realizing you're lost. I just have my story be one that shows you what's possible 
when you start to put out there what you want and you start to stop settling for what you've been having and you start to just take ownership of your own life and you know other people are quick to tell you what they their needs are and what they want and what what what's important to them and like what's not working for them but it changes the game when you start to be like well it turns out that this doesn't work for me either and it's the most empowering experience to no longer sit in the passenger seat of your life with a girl boss tramp stamp. I don't know. I always like to add that because like it gives you context for how I didn't know where I was at. Um, I don't actually have that. That'd be funny though. And, uh, and like actually get in the driver's seat and be able to like, I picture myself turning the wheel and being like, no, I'm hanging her right. And everyone that is so used to you being like, if that's what you need, if that's what you need, if that's what you need, I, you put them on their heels. I guess that's the best way to describe it for me. It's like you put people on their heels because they're like, you what? You have needs. It's like, yes, this, no long, this does not work for me. And it's like, holy shit, in my whole life, have I ever actually said that? And then it starts this whole trajectory of like, oh my gosh, where else in my life have I really not gotten in the driver's seat of? And it's a lot of inconvenient truths, a lot of reflection, a lot of mess, a lot of journaling, a lot of loss, a lot of tears. But on the other side of it, after all of that is a rainbow. And I think of my daughter, I think of a rainbow. And I think of the life I have today, I think of a rainbow. And um, yeah, I just hang in there. And uh, it's, it's all part of the process. And it's like all trying to wake you up. And... Um, I'm up. I'm up. It took a lot to get me up. I'll tell you that right now. I'll leave it at that. But I hope that you have a great wave making day. And June 25th is when I'm releasing this. It's my 35th birthday. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful for this community. I'm grateful for the work that I've done. And I love you guys. <laughs>